Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we tackle the often complicated world of money and finance. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to topics surrounding money, do our best to define concepts, give some examples, and have a casual conversation to help everyone understand. Our ultimate goal here is to help you build wealth. It is important to note that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share in this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment and must not be misconstrued as official financial advice. Hearie, hearie, my friend. How are you, Van? I'm good, sir. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Another episode yeah. uh, coming up. How was your week? Not too bad. You know, things are just uh, moving along work-wise and family life. And uh, it's going to be coming up on summer soon. But uh, how about yourself? That's right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, at the time of this recording, we're about a week away from uh, my kids' spring break. So, you know, trying to get you know tidy things up at work so that way, you know, when you return from you know from vacation, um, it's not a crazy ordeal. I mean, I'm I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure when you take a vacation, you know, coming going back sometimes right. is more work, right? Right. <laughs> totally. Than it was actually worth taking. And uh, most people would agree, it's not um, it's not fun to go back to a pile of work. But so, do you have plans for spring break? I do. So we, we didn't, we're not doing anything big because we have a big purchase coming up. So I was trying to do like kind of a budget vacation. So um, we're, we're going to take the kids to Palm Springs for a couple of nights. Cool. And then uh, after that, we do have, um, we still have that, uh, what was it? The SoCal Pass for Disneyland. So we're going to uh, do one of the you know, days at Disneyland uh, that week as well. Um, but other than that, it, it should be pretty chill. So um, I think it's, uh, I'm looking forward to taking the week off, but and then again, like there's always that dread <laughs> in the back of your mind, right? So, uh, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll just, just got to enjoy the moment, yeah. right? Well, that's actually an interesting, you know, topic that you bring up, spring break, because obviously spring break is pertaining to kids. And this week, Van, um, yeah. I, Van and I are going to actually dive into this interesting relationship between money and you know, and your kids and and when should kids become more aware of money? So Van, you mentioned just kind of like this idea of a budget vacation. I'm curious, does, uh, does do your daughters understand that? Do you talk to them about that? Um, you know, they know they're going on vacation. Do they care how much it costs? They know that it's, you know, it costs money and that, mm, you know, I always keep telling, oh, it's expensive, yeah. you know, so, um, but I mean, maybe not the younger one, but the older one definitely is more aware that it does cost money and that, you know, it's more... It's more something that, you know, we can't go all the time, right? Because I think when they were younger, they kept wanting to go, oh, why can't we go on these vacations all the time, right? But now it's just like, well, because it costs money, uh, we can only go at certain times. And now they know that for like uh, big occasions, like let's say at the, the spring breaks or, you know, birthdays or things like that, it's times where you, you can do that. But on normal days, uh, you know, this is not what we do normally. <laughs> it's kind of what what they've kind of learned, or at least they've, they've seen from a pattern standpoint for the, you know, since they were yeah. born. <laughs> Well, well, you know, that's interesting because you, the, the way you just kind of described that age seems to be a factor, right? So, share with yeah, us yeah. now, Van. I mean, I feel like obviously we've talked about your daughters before, but age-wise, what, where are they? Uh, you know, how old are they? Yeah, so right now the oldest is seven, almost turning okay. eight in a couple months. And then the other, uh, the younger one just turned just five. Just turned five, okay. So, yeah. So, a lot of and, and folks, so as you're listening, the way that we're structured this is, you know, Van has gone through, um, I, I would argue, a, a, a pretty robust uh, approach as it pertains to kids and money. I am not at that age 
Well, actually, well, maybe we'll, we'll talk. Maybe age is yeah, possible. No, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't say that. I mean, your your kids are, you know, they're. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised how old they are. Yeah, I mean, right, exactly. <laughs> right, why don't you tell the audience how, how old the ki- your yeah, kids are? Yeah, so the, the one is the oldest one is about to be three in a month, and then the youngest, yeah, uh, or the younger one, is at this point fifteen to sixteen months. So. Still yeah, yeah. on the younger side. Right, so you haven't st- you haven't set up Roth no, IRAs know, for them right? yet, Kevin? Oh, shame on myself. <laughs> but but I know you right? know. So the way that we're going to structure this is you know we're going to try to kind of learn what Van has done throughout you know those I think formative years where money starts to become a concept that they can definitely grasp as kids. Um, but Van, is there really a right age? I mean, I, I guess you know when did you start? And you know you kind of alluded to earlier about the younger one not necessarily understanding fully, obviously, as much as the bigger sister. But did, did you notice that that's an age thing? You know, and when did you start? I think it's a combination of age and also their personalities, right? I, I have to say my older one, she's always been more disciplined. And I would say she's generally the ones who kind of, you know, very much a straight shooter, right? Or um, a straight, uh, I guess that is a term. <laughs> but... I would say in general, the kids can be at any age to really learn uh, things about, uh, maybe not about money, but really uh, how to have good money behavior. And what, what I mean by that is because, you know, at a very young age, like money may not mean anything to kids, right? Because they just see it as, you know, either their parents swiping a card or uh, something, some kind of green paper that, you know, that looks like play, uh, something they could play with. But intrinsically, you know, they don't really, you know, most of the kids at that age, they don't really equate any kind of value to that. But if you substitute something that they would care about, like toys or, uh, you know, certain maybe make things as to games or maybe find other, you know, kid commodities that they care about. I think it's better, uh, it's better to use those as ways to teach them good behaviors instead of teaching them like $1 for Mr. Washington or $5 with Mr. Lincoln, right? So and that's kind of been the approach that my wife and I has gone through is just, um, you know, trying to get them to be good, like good human beings. <laughs> First and yeah. foremost. No, th- that's really compelling when you say personality. Did you, how do I say this? Did you find that the personality of, you know, kind of started to, you know, as kids get older, their personality starts to develop even and solidify to some degree. Did you yeah. notice that there was a certain age that that personality kind of moved the older one to that point where it's like, okay, maybe she's really ready for that, that you may or may not be seeing with her younger, just out of curiosity. Yeah, I, mean, I would say like, let's see, like probably around like four years old was okay. when I kind of start seeing that trend where, I mean, I, I could tell like my older one is probably like a natural saver because based on, you know, the things, uh, the way she saves some of her, um, like her, not only her toys, but her candy and the things that, you know, she consumed, right? <laughs> She's generally uh, just saves it. Whereas um, my younger one, um, her personality seems like she's more of the spender for sure because oh, you know, whenever we have Boba, for instance, <laughs> she just finishes it. <laughs> she just finishes it in like one sitting or like, you know, it's just anything that's in front mm. of her. Um, she just consumes. And I have to say my younger one is actually I'm more at that type in this sense, because usually whenever I have something in front of me, it just, I, I just can't think anything but that. So I just consume it right away. And then it, once it's gone, it's gone. But um, I guess what I've learned later on was I, I try to not want a bunch of things or once I consume it, I don't tend to like yearn yeah. for it again. And I'm hoping my younger daughter gets to that point, right? Because I think once you yearn for more and more things, it starts to, you know, just start trying, trying to create some sort of, you know, mm-hmm. bad behavior. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping that's the case. But yeah, you know, again, it's, they're not, they're still like, 
you know, really young still. So they still have a lot more growth ahead of them. So I, I can't really say that this is what they're going to be, you know, when they're, you know, teenagers or yeah. adults and all that. Right. But I mean, we're, we're just trying to do what, our best as we can to kind of, you know, at least identify, you know, the type of kids they are and then try to try to provide lessons that right. cater around no, totally that. that, you know, you got to kind of shape it to the audience. Right. And, and, and the age and all that. So, Van, yeah. how, you know, one exactly. of the questions I've always asked you, Van, in terms of, you know, this the money component, because money can get complex, right? It can get pretty complicated, right? Clearly, that's why Absolutely. we're having this show yeah. at all. Um, and, you know, even folks who are much older, you know, working and, and accumulating wealth, they're still having trouble figuring it out, right? I'm curious, did you have any approach that you took to develop this conversations that you've had with your kids so far about money i have to say i I didn't read a ton of books but there was this one book that i did read and i think i have probably mentioned Mm -hmm. it at least a few times on uh, on this podcast but it's uh dave ramsey's you know smart money good old days book yeah (laughs) and to me like i thought that book was really good because i I got really three main points out of it which was one um don't give your kids an allowance and make make sure i think in the book um it's been a few years so my memory is a bit fuzzy but Dave was really pushing for uh, calling it a commission versus giving an allowance because an allowance is something that somebody's uh, you know generally entitled to, whereas a commission is something that you would work for, right? So it's kind of shifting that mentality to the kids that hey, if you don't work, then you're not going to get paid uh, is essentially what it comes down to. The second part is you know setting. Uh, kind of opened my eyes on setting boundaries for kids and, you know, really the power of saying no, right? Because many times, you know, you see like some of the issues that kids have when they grow up is that, you know, they just, you know, they just want everything, right? And uh, some parents, you know, I would say most parents, they have the ability to say no or they have the authority to say no, but then some other parents, you know, they don't, they feel like, well, they don't want to deprive their kid or they don't want to make the kid feel sad or anything like that so a lot of kids you know some parents may just you know don't know how to say no to their kids but you know if you don't say that then if you don't set up these boundaries early on then you know when they grow up it's just gonna be i fear that a lot, most of, a lot of these kids are going to grow up into being in a life of debt and you know having other bad habits and all that right so that's that's one thing and then the third part that i thought was really interesting from the book was really you know allowing the kids to make mistakes earlier on and you know, a lot of times, you know, what I'm sure like you experience this too, Kevin, where, you know, you just try to like shield your kids from like making any mistakes and just kind of like create, you know, you create this artificial bubble around them because you just, you know, as a parent, you don't want them to get hurt and all that. Right. But um, the hi- idea behind this is let these kids make the mistakes up front when they're younger. Right. So that way, you know, because I, I don't know about you, Kevin, but when the, the lessons that I learned the most is when I make a mistake and then, you know, once I make a mistake, I generally don't do that mistake again. Right. You kind of want to have that same thing with the kids as well, where, you know, they make these small mistakes. Uh, I mean, it may, it may seem profound to them at the time, but in the grand scheme of things, it's very, right. like, you know, minute. Right. But again, you just want to make the, uh, have them, you know, realize these lessons early on. So that way, you know, hopefully they don't go into something yeah. way major. <laughs> as they yeah, essentially up. giving them the groundwork to, to make those mistakes in a safe space, mm-hmm. even though it may not necessarily look like it in that Absolutely. space. Um, no, that's great, yeah, and yeah. and and that I actually picked up that book as well, Van, because of what you recommended before, oh, you did? and cool. just seems like the right time to, you know, learn about it. And it looks like they've had some updates 
um, over the last couple of years and, and, and stuff. But it, it's written by Dave Ramsey's daughter, correct? I, I think it was, at least the version that I've read, it was um, co-written. It was co-written right. Or maybe That's it was mostly written by her, and then maybe she, he was an advisor, but it yeah. had both of their names. And did you feel <laughs> that her approach was very similar to what you think it a Papa Dave would tell. <laughs> it, I, I think sense. so because I think they're kind of splitting yeah, images yeah. of each other, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of the a lot of the lessons. But then you know, she she's definitely a millennial as well, so she definitely has a more millennial twist mm, to it. But I think the core principles are Very generally cool. the same. Okay. So now I guess you know the the most important part is after you read that, did you did you follow it to a T? Did you try <laughs> exactly what Dave did? Did you mix it up with kind of your own learnings, your own um, you know, or, or cultural, you know, uh, uh, differences with how we approach money in terms of, you know, the fact that we're Asian. Did any of these other influences impact, you know, what did you end up doing? Yeah, actually, um, after we, after I read that book and I talked to my wife about it, um, I think, you know, we try to do what we call the three jar method. So, you know, imagine that there are three jars and one jar is for, um, is marked for spending. Uh, another one is marked for saving. And then the third one is marked for, uh, giving. And the idea that we had was in the book, you know, they, you know, they taught that, you know, in order to teach kids like all these good money habits, um, you have to make it very visual for them. Right. Meaning like you have some sort of charts or you have jars or you have something tangible because in, you know, in this digital world, like, you know, um, it makes it uh, if you don't make it tangible, it's hard to for the kids to really grasp it. So, you know, that's why we stuck with jars and, and coins and all that. And. For us, the idea was that, you know, we have like a list of chores and a list of things that they need to do day by day. And if they accomplish all of that and they also behave well that week, then we would give them a dollar. But we don't give them a dollar in terms of uh, the paper dollar. We give them uh, mm-hmm. four quarters. And then with, with this four quarters, they would decide to put in, uh, you know, maybe they'll put in two for spending, you know, one for saving and one for uh, giving. Or they can, you know, they could basically put it in whatever uh, a combination they want as long as, you know, they, get this, they distribute it out, right? And the idea is with that is, um, you know, once they reach a certain level in the jar, then, you know, for spending, then they can use that money to like buy whatever they want, right? In theory, it sounds right. I mean, did you see any fallacy in that in that logic? We, yeah, uh, I mean, kind of? <laughs> it, it it certainly was the approach. Well, I mean, you know, full disclosure, I asked Van about this, so I had you know an updated approach. But prior to that conversation, <laughs> I had thought you know Van that you were still doing this, and I thought yeah, it kind of makes sense, right? Because uh, yeah, it is splitting it up into three, I think, very altruistic um, approaches, right? And and I would argue that most people in life probably are doing something to this degree, even if they don't know it, right? Either they're spending it or they're saving it or they're right. contributing it away, right? So um, it makes a lot of sense to me, but I was, you know, I'm, I'm excited for you to share kind of the next part of it, but it certainly makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah the, 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 what was the reality? Like, I think this is really <laughs> interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you're right. In theory, it sounds yeah. like fine and dandy. Right. Like, you know, how could this ever go wrong? So in reality, though, um, there were a few missteps, I have to say. Um, like the, the first mis- the first issue that we had were that, um, one, coins are a hassle to deal with, right? Because, you know, we ideally, like, you know, we would have like a, just a whole bunch of coins somewhere. So that way they can put the, uh, distribute it through each of the uh, jars and all that. But man, at, at some point, we were dangerously close to That's like running out of coins. And, you know, with the whole coin right. shortage... Yeah, that that's an issue, right? And then 
the second part that really threw us off was like, you know, every now and then um, I would spot an extra like five dollars or twenty dollars in the jar. And I'm like, where the where the heck would this come from? Like, you know, I, I asked my wife. She didn't put it in. I mean, I, I clearly didn't put it in. And, you know, the kids didn't have any money to put it in. But um, and at the end, like we found out that it was really <laughs> grandma and grandpa. <laughs> putting in, you know, they're just, they're just just put, they just see this jar. And like, oh, let me help them out. Yeah, they're just messing it all up. They just they just decided just you know. Help. I mean, they come yeah. from really good hearts, right? They they really all they're seeing is like, yeah, I'm just gonna help out my grandkids. I'm just gonna put some money in there. But in reality, though, it's just kind of it kind of screws it all the, the whole system up because now like you know they're getting money for not doing anything, right? And that was that we didn't you know we didn't want that lesson to be ingrained in them. So. I have to say, we just ended up scrapping the whole idea with the whole jars, right? And money, but I would say, you know, t- these days, like my kids, sometimes they get like, you know, a yeah, few hundred dollars, right. like for, you know, their um, their Lunar New Year's and then for your birthday. So it's it's just a lot of money that, you know, I don't want to present to them, right? Because I don't want them to spend like, you know, a hundred dollars on yeah. candy <laughs> by any means. So it's just at the end of the day, it just seems like these coins and the money kind of lost mm-hmm. like meaning because it's just kind of like, well, you know, they're getting all this stuff for free anyway. So, you know, we, we decided to kind of, revamp the system a little bit figure out a different way to approach it um, yeah. so that way they can learn uh, kind of some of these other now before you, you, you share with everybody else what your new system or current system is how long did you do the three jar method it probably was about six maybe months. about six months or give or and take did, and did it um, feel yeah, and at the, at did the, it feel yeah. like midway through it was already starting to feel like oh this isn't quite what you thought it was or was it really just more towards the end i'm just kind of curious if there was some eagerness and excitement to it in the beginning at least yeah i mean it, it would it was like it was fine for the first month if i recall and then later on um i would say maybe like a third of the way in when i start seeing those extra bills and, <laughs> and then after that like you know when we started um you know not having enough coins i mean we uh, granted we could have sure, used marbles sure. or we could have used something else but i i just had in my mind that you know they should if they're saving money yeah. they should save visual coins. right visual. <laughs> exactly. um, money. so right. and i'm i'm certain that most a lot of parents out there have figured out a way to make the jars work but it's just in our household, it just yeah. didn't really, uh, it didn't seem like the kids were really getting yep. anything out of it. So that, that's why we called yeah, it. Yeah, and, and that was my actually next question is how did your daughters react to that? You know, it sounded like maybe there was some level of disinterest towards the end as well. I, I wouldn't say disinterest. It's just that there was just mm. no impact because it was just... Um, I kept having to change the rules, oh, or I had to make mo- take money away, and they go, "Hey, like that's ours." <laughs> Daddy's stealing, right? And yeah, or they were gonna like, "Hey, Daddy, uh, there's twenty dollars in there. Can we use that to buy that's candy?" Hilarious. I'm like, no, "No, that's not the that's point hilarious. of all this." So, okay. <laughs> so, so that's yeah. So that's it's just yeah, they got okay. it all messed up. Okay. unfortunately. <laughs> so, share with us then your current system and and what did you do to change and how did you come up with the system. Yeah, so this actually came from my wife, so I can't take any credit for this. And she even made the nice board for it and everything. But we've uh, instead of using money and coins and all this stuff, we, we decided to go uh, transfer to like what we call a point system. Every night, um, all the kids have to do all their chores. And then they also have to behave well. And then they have to do you know basically brush their teeth and do all the kind of the normal stuff that you uh, that you know we expect them to do. And then if they do all that, we give them a point. At, uh, you know, after so many points, they can, you know, we allow them to redeem those points for either small, medium or large prices. So like uh, I think from if you get 20 points, 
you get a small prize, medium, uh, like I think 50 points, you get a medium, and then I think 100 points is a large prize. But the, the key thing is, you know, uh, we, before we start, you know, when they have zero points, um, we have them define what the, what those small, medium, large prizes are. So that way they have a goal in mind, right? And the funny thing is like, you know, on days that they misbehave or days that they don't do their chores and all that, and, you know, we don't give them a point or, you know, we take away a point, um, they totally lose their minds, <laughs> I have to say. And... And when they lose their minds, though, that the the great thing is that you know we talk to them and say you know what you have to improve better yeah. the next day, right? And I think the the following day they usually behave and they usually remember this thing of losing that That's point awesome. and all that. And in this case, though, I mean, there's really yeah. no money involved, right? It's really just like a behavior yep. exercise and just getting them to do yeah. these good habits. And the the idea is like you know um, if you if it's also I also want to teach them uh, delayed gratification as well because you know if you you set these points values like you know the small, medium, large prizes like it. It teaches them that, you know, if they delay yeah. the gratification from getting a whole bunch of smaller yeah. prizes, then if they wait a little bit longer and earn it, then they can get this much larger prize that they what they really want. Right. So, again, it's just um, it's really just a way to, you know, teach them how to do, you know, how to just you know be better yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and be patient. about I, I, things, And, I, right? and I just have to say, you know, I have obviously heard this system prior to the uh, the or, or, you know, podcasting episode tonight, but I just think it's super smart and, you know, and I'll share kind of my thought process with it because I, I, I actually think that this is, it speaks to me personally because this is kind of how I work <laughs> this in terms of, you know, just managing the various projects that I have on my, I'm talking about my work work, right. My professional work, because, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I often am trying to figure out, you know, it's like, you know, how do I accomplish all the various things that I need to do, right? And how do I ensure that the things that uh, are most important are getting done? And there, this idea of having a, not necessarily a point system, but this idea of, you know, kind of saying like, you know, you're really building towards, like you, you get small wins, right? And you can say, hey, I got the small wins, I'm gonna call it a day. Absolutely. Or you can say, hey, these small wins built medium wins and the medium wins you know, goes towards actually accomplishing that larger whatever project that you're trying to do. And for teaching those kids, uh, teaching kids at that age, obviously, you know, I'm sure the small medium is like, maybe it's like a stuffed animal and then it's like medium is like, I don't know, you go get ice cream and large is you go to Disneyland, right? Um, those are tangible yeah. things or experiences, you know, but... I actually think it's like you said, Van, this idea of delayed gratification is actually setting a foundation for them in terms of schoolwork, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. At least you hope, at so, least I right? hope so. <laughs> but but that, that habit, you know, and I, I did read a book about, you know, the power of habit. I think it, it, a lot of the principles that you're putting in here is very deep, Van, very deep, you know? It's, um, and I think it's a super smart oh, yeah. system and something that I have now... I'm like, okay, maybe that's what we want to try uh, with our kids and, you know, yeah. bypass the jar method to some degree because, like you said, you know, uh, all those impractical things that kind of comes up and not necessarily have them think so much about money, 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 you know, in that way, but actually thinking about it from, you know, what can I do? And I love your third point here about, you know, when, when your kids don't get that point, it's like a there is that desire to, you know, I'm going to get better at it tomorrow. And again, that is a huge yeah. thing, I think, for kids to learn, to know that, yeah, maybe today I didn't do the best job, but I, I can 
to ne- tomorrow's the next day. I can actually, you know, go and, and go for it. Um, I think is super cool. And um, so, yeah, it's a very cool system. And I appreciate you sharing that with all of us. Yeah, no problem. And I, I also figured that it's not another system that yeah. Grandpa can, <laughs> you know, screw up. That's probably the main thing. <laughs> yeah. The main thing is uh, it has to be grandpa Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> yeah. but I have to say right now, we're maybe about like two and a half months in. And it seems to be yeah. working pretty well so far. And it, we've kind of ingrained it at you know, something we do every night Very before cool. they go to bed. Uh, so after like the, the mm-hmm. you know, story times and all that, we just do this. And it's funny because, you know, sometimes I forget to do the uh, the points. And then, you know, they remind me, hey, you know, we got, we got to get our points. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's just, you know, so it's clearly something that they find yeah. value in, right? And it's something that they, they want to keep going at so you know i think um as long as they have this energy and as long as you know it's something that i mean you have to think it from a parent standpoint too it has to be something that you know you as a parent can maintain easily as well because if you set a bunch of barriers behind doing this type of system um it, it, then you know it just makes it so that way like one like you probably yeah. won't even get yeah. to it and two like it's just hard to c- yeah. continue to maintain it right because you in order to be this to be successful you have to really maintain it for yeah. the long run and, you know, kind of, you know, uh, adjust the system as, yeah. as, you know, as they grow up. Right. So, again, you know, this is probably not going to be our last system that we use, but, mm, you know, we're probably going to most likely evolve it as they get older. That's really profound. And I think it sounds like a, a main takeaway is that you got to adapt to, you know, the reality, right, of, of your kids growing up and them getting a lot more comfortable with yeah. money and understanding it so they don't game the system. You got to like figure out how to <laughs> plan plan for them when they start to you know <laughs> try to get tricky with it but um it, you know i'm curious though for your kids when you move into the point system it sounds like they're super excited about it and they they understand it um from a conceptual level do you feel that they they like the system better than the previous system um you know, and, and I'm just curious what their level of kind of um, interest in it. So far, I seem I think they like the point system more because I think it's more collaborative. Um, because you know, we we decide what the prices and we we all decide what the prices are, right? I mean, because I think originally, like, um, you know, my youngest one wanted like something, or actually, my oldest one wanted something that was like a thousand dollars, and we we're like, no, 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 we can't do that. So that's kind of where we set our boundaries, right? So we kind of went back and forth, and then finally, she said, um, how about I think, um, I think was it a keyboard or something like that? But something was that was maybe like within a hundred, like a hundred hundred fifty dollars and we're like you know maybe that's fine right um yeah that's okay so it just depends on um it really i think having those prices more being more concrete is what made yeah. it more exciting for them right i think uh, so that way you know because it, like when, even with adults like you know it's hard to just save money for exactly. the sake of saving money but if you have to save money with uh, exactly. with a purpose it's it makes it more yeah. exciting and you're, you're more than yeah. likely going to stick that's with very it. interesting and i'm curious uh, or i'm a little surprised that something similar to this wasn't really in dave ramsey's book because it almost feels like a dave ramsey-esque approach right about debt snowball and, and and you know kind of like building towards those larger goals um, or paying off your debt right but um, yeah. that's interesting that you know it's almost kind of like a derivative of some of those things but in a way that makes sense for your family it is very cool absolutely yeah, yeah I th- but I think it is. the other takeaway that I, I wanted to share was at the end of the day I, I think what you said about at the end with any system, it really requires that dedication from the parents more than anything else to 
ensure that you are doing because I could see this like oh if you do it like every other day or every other like oh you forgot like five days out of seven <laughs> days it's kind of like people just kind of like it oh it, yeah it's not that habit anymore right so you almost have to practice what you preach right and it's like you're constantly doing it and therefore it will be something that people actually or, or not people your kids will actually um, be a part of their routine on a day-to-day basis um yeah. Yep. And you also have to be firm, firm with, with the, the rules, rules right. too. I mean, when days that they're truly mm-hmm. bad and um, because I mean, some sometimes like today, I would say uh, it's kind of funny because before we podcast, my kids were I would say they were fine, like 99, 90% of the way. And in the last 10% of the day, they were just like being like very like um, they were just like screaming at each other, fighting and all that. And then at that point, I took their points away uh, for to, for the day. And it was, you know, man, you know, they were crying and kicking and screaming and they didn't like me doing it. But, you know, you just have to be firm and be consistent in your teachings. Right. You can't just say, well, you know what you did, you know, good 90% of the time. So, you know, um, I will let you slide. But, you know, for us, it's just we kind of did it all or nothing. And maybe that is a little bit more firm but at least for my wife and i we're consistent with yeah with that teaching very cool very cool yeah i mean don't get me wrong we're, we're yeah. trying to figure this out too so <laughs> i wouldn't say it's a perfect process so um don't think that you know we don't have any issues i mean Mike, like i said you know we you know uh, you know, we're, 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 we started podcasting maybe 15 minutes later because I know, my that, kids, I, I had to you know, wrangle my it's kids. It's so funny down. that it was such a <laughs> timely um, situation, but, but I, I would add to that, which is Van said is, you know, at the end of the day, like make the system work for your family, you know, like this works and, and Absolutely. you know, to the degree that maybe the three jar method works for your family. Maybe you have an unlimited supply yeah. of coins, you know? Um, and, and, you know, that's cool. <laughs> like go for it, whatever. I think doing any of these is probably better than not doing anything at all. Um, which is kind of where I am right now mm-hmm. and wanting to implement some level of it. Um, even if it's just a basic understanding of like, Hey, things aren't, you can't go to, you know disneyland every day because it's expensive like you said earlier you know like this concept of yeah. hey you got to save up you got to have good you know, do good behaviors help um w- around the house etc and you know if we save up enough money or save enough points we can do whatever that thing is going to be something that i think you know many of us could implement so i appreciate you walking us through that man yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm actually very curious to I see know, what you end up using. I'll, so, yeah, definitely share definitely with the will. rest of us once that yeah, once you come I, up with I something. See, you know, I was like, maybe, uh, you know, I keep going back and forth. I'm like, part of me is like, okay, let me read this book and let me hear the, 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 the concepts, right, from the Dave Ramsey's standpoint as it pertains to the three-jar method and see if it will work for us. But... And the grandpa and grandma are the same grandpa and grandma that you have. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so, right. so it's like these extra $5 and $20 are going to pop up everywhere, you know, and it's going to, and I feel like my oldest going to be the same way. It's like, Hey, that's my $20 bill. Where are you taking it, daddy? And I'm going to have to figure it out, you know? So, um, I, I sus- but I really like this point system because I, I think it's, Again, like it speaks to me from just a personal level, and I, I could see wanting to implement that and ingrain that in the kids um, earlier than later. So um, I might just uh, be copying, if you don't mind, <laughs> to some degree. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. I, I yeah, think we have some. Oh, that's good. Too, that's so. good. <laughs> if you want to use well, them. well, great. Um, you know, we're, we're, this is actually going to be a two-parter, so we're going to end this episode here because we're going to um, kind of dive into something else uh, about. This similar topic next next episode i guess if you guys have any questions 
comments, feedback, etc., or topics you'd like us to cover, please reach out to us at a word about wealth at gmail.com. And Van, where can people find more information about Self-Reliant FI? If you or anyone you know are interested in having a one-on-one financial coaching session, please contact me at selfreliantfi at gmail.com. I do offer a free consultation session, so really there's no risk to you. Again, uh, if you're interested, please reach out at selfreliantfi at gmail.com. All right, everybody. We'll see you later.